Welcome to the Way Community Podcast. Here you'll find various teachings and messages from within our community and also from guest speakers. If you're interested in finding out more about us, visit our website, the-way.com.au. We pray that this episode edifies you. We give you the glory. We thank you for your presence here right now. We thank you, Lord, that your attributes also manifesting in this meeting today, Lord. We thank you that your will be done, your kingdom come in this place as it is in heaven. We give you all the glory. And Lord, we thank you the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. The spirit of prophecy, sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will dream dreams, Young men will see visions. Lord, we thank you for pouring out your spirit on all flesh. We thank you for the promise you've given through the prophet Joel. Lord, we declare it right now. You pour out your spirit on all flesh. Pour out your spirit on Bendigo, Lord. We thank you for the spirit of prophecy. We thank you, Lord, the secrets of people's hearts have been revealed. And Lord, we thank you for the miraculous healings, manifestations, deliverances, healed deliverance was released over the Bendigo community right now. We thank you for your delivering power. Signs, wonders, and the, and the miraculous is released. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, guys. That's amazing. Appreciate you coming back after lunch. We're going to do some ministry. Uh, who enjoyed this morning? Oh. I think the worship's amazing. It's been really awesome. So we thank you, guys. We just we were talking about it today at lunch. How there's some shift in the spirit with worship, and that word I had this morning about worship is 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 there's a vortex over this place. If you continue to worship corporately together, uh, I really believe there's going to be a real open heaven over this place. So there is now, but there's going to be a tangible manifestation of healings, deliverances. Uh, I'm seeing people getting set free. There's a there's also a deliverance anointing coming upon a lot of you here today. Tonight there's going to be an impartation. Corporately we're going to impart. And it's very scriptural to impart, isn't it, Adrian? It is, Adam. So, <laughs> we look like twins. Yeah. Or the number 10, either way. Book, <laughs> bookends. Oh, sorry, number 10. Yeah, sorry. Right <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to uh, continue on from what we're doing last night. We're going to be doing some ministry, dream interpretations. We'll see what the Lord, uh, what he does today. But um, uh, who wasn't here last night? Okay. The next question is, who has never sat under our ministry? Okay. So we're going to have to do a few ground rules too, but we won't go. We're trying to give a quick outline of, some of the ground rules that um, when we minister, we just have uh, a few specifications so that we allow the Holy Spirit to flow. Amen? So I guess the first of those, the parameters that we want to put in place is that when we like to use dream interpretation as a catalyst for the move of the Spirit, um, and the type of dreams that we can interpret in a public forum like this have to be really, really, really short. And I would suggest something that you can relate to us in about 15 to 20 seconds. If it's longer than that, then normally that, that, this is not the place for it. Let me just say that, all right? And, uh, and so the dreams that we'd want to look to interpret have got to be really, really succinct and short. Don't try to shorten the dream to fit it into 20 seconds. Don't speed up the dream to fit it into 20 seconds. Um, and, don't, so, and don't give part of a dream. Sometimes you can only remember part of the dream, and that's fine. But if you deliberately shorten it, we can mislead you because we need to hear the whole context of the dream. All right? And um, so 20 seconds, roughly there. Nice, short, succinct dreams. And the dreams we've been interpreting last night particularly were perfect 
weren't they? And they were really, I was really amazed. short. I've never had that before, have you? No, not, not so <laughs> no, seriously. We have always someone with war and peace dream, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, for those who are new, dreams and visions uh, is just uh, kind of a part of, of the spirit of prophecy. We, we worship Jesus. We give him the glory. The spirit of prophecy can come upon all of us, but it can, looks, it can look different with each individual. Okay? So dreams and visions is not the be or end all. But it's a means to an end, and the end in itself is Christ, the intimacy with Christ, our God. Amen? Uh, but um, dreams and visions are very powerful. Uh, like Paul the Apostle, when it comes to visions, he, said, he says in, in First Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians 12, he got caught up into the third realm, that he said, I go on with visions and revelation. And he wrote 25% of the gospel, or I should say the New Testament, I should say, he wrote 25% of the New Testament, but he had visions. He got encounters with God, and it's very important. And uh, also when um, uh, Eli, when Samuel was under Eli, and uh, when Samuel was a boy, the word of the Lord came, and it said that there was a time when the word of the Lord came to Samuel, but there was a time where the word was very rare. There weren't many visions. So I just want to clarify that just for the Scriptures so that you, you, know, you don't think we're... We're off with la, in a la-la land or I'm Major Tom and he's uh, some space cadet, you know. We're actually, we've we got our feet on the ground. We've got a bit of earth as well as what we get as well. You know what I mean? Like we get stuff from heaven, but we earth it. Amen? So what we want to do is we want to teach as we go. But um, the, our safety net and your safety net primarily is the word of God. Amen? You've got to have that within you. And... The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 13, the second part of that verse, it says, the Holy, when the Holy Spirit teaches, he does so comparing spiritual things with spiritual. How do you interpret dreams? You look at them through the lens of Scripture. All right, so as best you can, you look at what God's showing you, the parable, the riddle, the puzzle, you look at it through the lens of Scripture. Now, in, in the book of Corinthians, Adam was referring to, um, you know, it, it says that tongues and interpretation... <clears throat> A tongue is a mystery coming through a human vessel. Its interpretation coming through a human vessel is prophecy. Tongue's interpretation is prophecy. And as such, it needs to be judged or weighed. Is that correct? Likewise, a dream's a mystery, a revealing of heaven. It's a parable. It's a pictorial word, as Adam's trying to describe there before. It's a pictorial word but coming through a human vessel with bias, agenda, issues. And its interpretation coming through the same. People with issues, with bias, with agenda, with misunderstanding. It needs to be judged away. What I'm saying to you is you don't take every word that someone says to you on board. Many of our problems are that we've taken, and we wear words, and we've taken on board words that we shouldn't be wearing. Amen? It's true. All right? And so understand that, uh, likewise, when someone speaks a dream interpretation to you, it's prophetic. But you'll get a witness within you. You'll get the unction of the Spirit of God if it's correct. If you don't, put it on the shelf when you leave this place. And you know, the Bible says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Put it on the shelf and see whether God confirms it. Because time and time, time again, people go, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. They walk out and they walk out into that prophecy and they go, oh, sorry, you actually were right. But just put it on the shelf. Don't manifest. You know, you know what I'm saying? And just realize that, hey, that you could be walking into that. Often your dreams, you walk into them the next day or that day. All right. And so just see that you've got to be balanced. And that's your safety net. That's our safety net. The word of God's got to become our safety net. So the outline of prophetic words, every, I like to, to have this outline, which is Jeremiah 29, 11. It's kind of an outline with every prophetic word. Is that I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord to bless you, give you hope in a future, not to harm you, but give you a hope in a future. So every prophetic word, you know, we don't leave you hanging and, you know, hanging out to dry like, you know, oh, I see you had a car accident. Whoa. Anyway, next. <laughs> you know, you're going to be end up like a poodle in a thunderstorm. You know, and we don't want that. You know what I mean? Just, you need to, we want to be able to turn it around so that you can get warnings, you can get Warnings are important. In fact, warnings are blessing. We're in New Mexico. It happened a couple of times, even just recently in Alabama, didn't it? So we were driving in, in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Adam gets a vision of a car accident and blood splattered on his side of the car. 
So that makes him pray doubly hard, all right? <laughs> so he's praying, and the driver's driving on, and, and he's going, Lord, we bless you for your protection, or something along those lines. You know, I can't remember the exact words. And she said, whoa, whoa, what's wrong? And he goes, no, it's, it's okay. And so then, in, I would say within five minutes, she, she, dro- a red light. she drove through a red light. Cars screeched up to us, and stopped about a metre away. Saw, yeah. it, was so, it was like so close, wasn't it? Went, it was about a metre away, but in the vision it hit me, and it was... You know, it all went red. So, but I, but you, you could be freaked out, and you know, clairvoyance will see stuff like that in the spirit realm, and they put that on you. See, we get it as a warning, so we can go in the spirit and shut up, and just start praying, angels. So that happened where, yes, we can give God the glory because we actually prophesy into the situation the reverse. And what happened is in between that car when it stopped, it was really it was a big angel, really one. You know. Not gonna happen. <laughs> you know. So we, we gotta we have to notice these things and discern these things for protection over your children, over your family, you know. So it's 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 awesome. So the prophecy's gotta have a hope and a future. Amen. Also we don't know everything. Some people think we know everything because we I've been a you know, I'm I've been accused to be to be a prophet once or twice. And Adrian as well, but they think we know everything. Even when you give some advice, oh, it's the word of the Lord, you know. But it's it, it, you know they do, and we don't know everything. We're just vessels, and we God we prophesy in part. Okay, it's like when the, the greatest ones, like Elisha, Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha in Second Kings, where she he prophesied over this woman who's barren. She she said she's going to have a child, and she had a son. He grew up to about eleven years of age. He died with an aneurysm. And she was in great distress, and she came to uh, Gazar to try to stop her. And he said, no, let her speak to me. This woman's in great distress. The Lord has hidden it from me. So even the greatest prophets don't know everything. So we don't, you know, we're just, we're just vessels. Amen? And so I, I think it's important to understand that when you move in that prophetic realm, you've got to minister with the heart of the Father. And so ours is not to reveal people's sin. Um, and it's never a fate to complete. It's not a, never a done deal. You know, we tend to go, oh, well, that looks, and then woe is me, or woe, look, look, my family's going to die, or something like that from this dream that we've had. We interpret them normally from our emotions. And we take ownership for it, and then we walk out. And it's a cloud. It's an attraction for a demon. You know, we need to realize that we are seated in heavenly places and that we are priests and kings. Cohen, K-O-H-E-N. It's a Hebrew word. It comes from ken, which means yes. Ken is the hand of life. Kaf and a noon with a huh. It's in the middle of that. A Cohen is the revealer of the heart of the yes. We are priests and we're kings. Melech, malaleka. Word, come, go. Whatever he says, do. You and I are priests of yes, of God most high and we are those with that authority and God's called us into that position when you when God releases revelation to you you stand in the authority of the revelation that he's released to you amen amen that's, that's good Ken I mean Adrian um, <laughs> no but um, so we're going to do some demonstrations and uh, uh, when we we want you to keep an open mind and just just focus on Jesus um, and this is what we're here we're all about the kingdom aren't we Adrian and uh, uh, we're, we're going to we see people operating in interpreting dreams and the prophetic, and it's amazing. With the best way to evangelize is dream interpretations, because it always points to Jesus in their dreams, and it gives you it primes their mind, makes them ready to receive Christ. So we've done a lot of that in psychic fairs ourselves. Some people, religious people, go, "Oh, oh don't go to a psychic fair; you'll catch a demon." So it's not like it's a cold or anything like that. Yeah. But um, 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in you, yes. is he in the world. And we have authority over this, dominion to take control of the heavenlies. Amen? So let's just let's, let's flow in this. If we can get those uh, audio sounds up, the pads. And we just, we've already, there's a spirit of God flowing through this place already. So we just acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here right now. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here. The promises you've been poured out. You're the only evidence on earth, Holy Spirit, that can reveal the Father and the Son and the kingdom of God. The kingdom, 
the king's kingdom and we just thank you lord that you're here and we thank you for the spirit of revelation it's released into every individual even even like last night people just in the audience here sitting were healed and Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that that's actually manifesting. Even uh, anyone who's struggling with their mind, having depression, that's lifting off. I'm actually getting that as a word of knowledge. That's lifting off tonight, today. And there's deliverance. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that uh, when two or more come together and agree, you're manifested here as an open heaven in the name of Yeshua. Oh God. Amen. Oh. There's some I'm seeing there's like a, a, a fountain of joy. It's gonna happen in the next this meeting, next meeting is gonna be a lot of joy. Because depression's lifting off of about three people here in this conference. And Joy is, is a good friend of ours, isn't she? <laughs> Let me and, just uh, say this too, that if we minister to someone, if we release a word to them, God doesn't give by measure. You can grab the overflow. If that relates to you, reach in. We've seen that over and over again. We've seen barren women, married barren women get a word about becoming pregnant and the woman next to her or, or, on, or you know, uh, or, you know, like as the angel goes and ministers, suddenly yeah. they grab a hold of that truth and they own it as well. There's a Jewish woman in Colorado. She took it next to her and they both got pregnant that night with their husbands, that, according to the doctors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was amazing, wasn't it? How they got pregnant, they were barren. You know, and the next time he went back there, they had babies. You know, the young, it was incredible. It was proof. And God is so good. And we've seen healing like that, dual healings, people grabbing a hold of the truth. My cup overflows. God doesn't give by measure. This, this grab a hold of some truth. So if someone's being ministered to, step into that as well, because we're all part of that big family. We are part of family. Yeah. And you can grab a hold of that truth. If it relates to you, grab a hold of it. Amen. Amen. I, I really love your sense of humour. But, um, you know, the anointing primes your mind to receive uh, joy. And uh, we're going to flow in this, but I've just, se just seen some deliverance taking place. Yes, there's a delivering angel that's sent from the throne room of God. There's many of them. But there's different types of them, but there's a delivering angel that's sent and uh, it comes to set the, it releases the revelation of Isaiah 60 set the captives free that Jesus has set us free and uh, it says in Psalm 34 verse 7 the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and shall deliver so there are delivering angels uh, and I believe today tonight there's, there's going to be some deliverance so who, um, who has a very short um, man can you come up the front please I'm just going to be whacked, I feel. It might, when I, you just excuse me, when I get whacked, I, I sort of walk like a thunderbird, you know? Where is she? Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so I had a dream and I was in Adelaide Airport. I just had a feeling that it was Adelaide Airport. I was with my dad um, and my dad walks up to this pillar in the airport and he opens the pillar up and there was a telephone in it. And he starts to speak on the phone and a pastor from my old church walks up to me and he was in Adelaide for business. The scene switches and I'm walking in the city of Adelaide and I see this um, cube that was like had like bright, uh, best way I can describe it is it was spiritual blue light like radiating out of it. And I'm walking along this footpath around the cube and I had this like 180 view of Adelaide. And I saw this church building that reminded me of a place in Austria. And it was in this ley line to the um, mountain of Adelaide. And there was a mortar around the church. And I clearly heard they're making it like South Bank, like there's in Sydney and Melbourne. And then that was it. That's very interesting. Um, what is really good practice now when you hear a dream like that is to repeat the dream that gives you time to process you're, you're listening to the Spirit of God but also um, for those that are new then it also 
make sure that you picked up what the, the person's communicated, but it also ensures that they can also interject with anything that they've missed. All right? And I would say one in five, one in six people. And you just made it by the bell. Normally, normally in the heat of normally in the heat of the minute, in the heat of the moment, sometimes they miss some things, and then they they, they can add that. All right? yeah. So what you said was, you were. Did you say you were with your dad in the city of Adelaide or the airport? And a pillar, he was on the phone to a pillar in the airport. Yeah. And then were you transported somewhere to a place or it was did it like happen? the scene just switched. So there's um, yeah. Thanks. And so <laughs> So the scene changed, all right, and then suddenly you, you saw a, a church building. And did you say it had a moat or water around it? What, how did you say um, it? So I think it's called moat. When they, like you, an old castle, for example, yes, has that has water. a... Um, but the water wasn't in there yet. It was like under construction that the moat was being built around and then you, And there was a blue box, basically. Yeah. It, it became a blue box, as it were. Um, she said heavenly blue. Describe, yeah, is it's like a yeah, light blue, like with white light in it to radiating. And you said something about the mountains behind it, did you say? Yeah, so I was fascinated. I remember walking along the footpath and I was really intrigued that the building was in this like ley line with the top of the mountain. Oh, ley lines, okay. Yep, I, I didn't Can quite I ask get some that. Questions? You please do. Uh, have you have any association with Adelaide? No, not really, no. And um, have you been to Adelaide? Oh, years ago, yeah. And another question is, because I get stuff and Adrian's going to fill in the boundaries with colour, but um, you, you, do you feel you have a significant calling for the prophetic? Yes. Like it's been on your heart for a while? It's not like, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be... Oh, yeah, that's definitely... Okay, good. Adrian? <laughs> your father was with you... Um, do you normally have like a, your earthly father was with you, all right? So is, is your earthly father a godly man? Yes. All right, and do you interact a lot with him or you'd live at home and all those sort of things or? Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad's very, very uh, safe, uh, perfect provider is how I describe him. So in the dream, I was like walking happily, safely behind him. Um, so normally, so when you're in a dream or you're listening to a dream like that, you're, you're going, is it the actual person or is it her heavenly father? All right, because it's more likely to be, well, it's more likely to be a heavenly father, but it might be a heavenly father being represented by an earthly father, all right, or, or moving through her earthly father. And so what I see there is the heavenly father. You said you came to a pillar. It's interesting that Peter was a reed. Simon means reed in Aramaic. He became a rock and then he became a pillar in the church. And so a pillar often speaks of someone who is upright in the church. All right. And so, but then the phone booth opens, doesn't it? And there's communication through somebody, all right, who is that pillar from God the Father, I think. So God the Father speaking through or to, through a pillar, all right, in the church. That's a person. Okay, and the airport is a place where we take off in the spirit and we journey in the spirit. We come back and we go. It's very interesting in some of the prophetic words that we've heard about Adelaide. And we're not, I don't want to be biased because we come from Adelaide. You know, we try to in interpret this as neutral as we can, but there's a lot of spiritual stuff going on in Adelaide. And there's a gathering. Lana Vorza has now moved her ministry to Adelaide. And there is a gathering, as it were, of the prophetic there. That's, I think that's why Adam's asking about the prophetic here. Uh, but, and then you saw this blue, this church which became a blue cube. Now, normally blue, the high priest... The cube was separate to the church. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But it, the cube had the moat around it. Is that right? Or the church? Oh, the, the cube had the like, footpath around it. Okay. Okay. But the moat wasn't filled yet. All right. So normally, like water in Scripture can, is most primarily the Word of God, but it can also be the Spirit of God. And some, sometimes, as a general rule of thumb, moving water is the Spirit, and still water is the Word of God, but it change, interchanges. God is not you know, tied down into a box. And I, I see that as a church engulfed in the Spirit of God or what God wants to do, but it hasn't been totally released yet. So because God, the Spirit's going to fill that moat. All right, uh, with the words of the flowing words of the Spirit of God. Now, blue, 
The high priest wore blue on his garment because he was an, although he was an earthly representation or representative for God, um, well, he was actually a representative for the people to God, but um, he wore blue because he was an earthly man about a heavenly business. And so normally blue speaks of heaven or the spirit of God, as in the running water and stuff like that. And so here the cube could be the, the length, width, depth and height of the love of God in that blueness of the spirit of God. And people uh, are, are finding a path around that. All right? uh, Adam may have something else on the cube, but I see that as a, multi, as a, a, a dimensional height, width, length and breadth. You know, type thing, which is a Hebraic um, picture, isn't it? Obviously, they use that in the book of Ephesians. Uh, Adam, where do you want to go? Yeah, um, can I ask some questions? Because I don't want to tread on anybody's toes, or I get stuff, but I've got to always make sure because it can be dangerous when you start prophesying somebody's life for direction, and uh, I've got to make sure that because this is not my first rodeo, I've, I've been burnt plenty of times, if you know what I mean. So I want to make sure we do the right thing by the Holy Ghost, and we do grow and learn in the prophetic. But are you, are you any? Do you have any anything here? You're ministering or involved with any connection here? Um, so I actually I live in Melbourne, but I come up all the time to visit the way here, um, or quite often to visit the way. Good. Do you have any? Do you feel like you're in a in a, in a crossroads of decision time, decision making right now? Um, I'd say uh, last year was definitely more so, but yes, I still feel like there's so much shifting and moving at the moment in life. Yeah. Because all I'm going to say is, I'm not saying that you need to move locations or anything, is Adelaide is, is, been, is happening for 18 months as a word of a, the prophets are gathering in Adelaide. It's something significant. Uh, Stacey Campbell prophesied that. Um, there's... Uh, all other words have been prophesied that through other prophets have came. Uh, I've actually had a vision. I had a, a woke me up. It was, this, it was the sons of, uh, sorry, the prophets of thunder in Adelaide. And what's happened is that there's something happening where there is a real gathering of prophets. And Adelaide um, is kind of one of those places in Australia, like, could anything good come from Adelaide? You know what I mean? But it's, it is actually. There's something stirring, and the fact that you, you're in the airport means it's a place of transition, and the pillar is obviously your, your represents, you know, you're, you're talking to your father, were you? Um, my father was talking, I didn't even know there was a phone in there, but he yeah. went and opened Well, the pillar means some prophetic father or, or strength in the, in the body of Christ, and you're communicating, you're actually having ability through that connection, you're having a deeper relationship with God, a communication and understanding with the prophetic, right? And what happens is the fact that you saw the, the blue box, so anything circular is eternal or anything on a loop can be eternal. That's why number eight can be eternity as well as new beginnings. But also, uh, but anything with a square, four corners can have mean natural dominion, can mean something in the natural. But God's giving you some heavenly understanding. He's going to give you some heavenly understanding in this dream. He's showing you why with the decisions you make, with any transition you're going to make to, be, to go deeper into things of God, you're going to have such a, a heavenly understanding that's going to bring a dominion in the natural. It's going to bring authority in the natural. And it's funny that Todd's got, God spoke to Todd Weatherly, who's the guy I planted the church, filled of dreams in Adelaide. And he, the Lord spoke to him, and it changed, the name's kind of changed from Field of Dreams to, to the City of Dreams now. And God's showing him that there's going to be such prosperity in Adelaide like another Dubai. Because of what's, and you, you saw sort of like a, the, the coast looking like Sydney, or the, you know, the, the establishment is quite big. That's, that's pretty much online what the Lord has shown Todd. There's going to be such wealth coming into Adelaide. That's because of the striking of the ground and the, and the atmosphere-changing anointing that's over Adelaide through the gathering of the prophets. And it's actually the similar type of... And we're, just, we're saying this because it's a similar word that's been spoken throughout Adelaide uh, with other prophets. It's kind of be like a new Kansas City, Australia, Kansas City sort of prophet gathering. Uh, so... I'm not saying you need to, I'm not going to do that, but you need to get a witness. But somehow there's a connection, as you have a connection here, even the leadership here has a connection with Adelaide as well. It's kind of like it's all, 
in line together. But somehow there's, there's, there's a whole new era coming where you're going to step into such deep understanding with the prophetic. And whether you either to and throw or you connect with Adelaide as well and, and also here, there's going to be some enlightening taking place inside of you. The spiritual eyes are going to open up where you're going to come into a deeper revelation. You're going to have authority over your natural life because there's something else I want to pray for. Can you stand here because there's a portal here right now. It's Jesus is in the place. And God's actually going to, I'm going to pray that you're going to uh, receive an impartation of this. Does this all make sense? Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, Adrian, do you have any more to add? Can you come over here? Um, you talked about ley lines. It's interesting that um, Todd Weatherly has been dealing with the Masonic ley lines spiritually. On the, I forgot to say, on the top of the um, building, there was like this stick, uh, and it was a statue, but it was like a Jezebelic statue that I saw wrapped around it, and the same statue was on the top of the mountain, and the ley line was connecting them. She forgot that, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said she forgot that, Adrian. All right, so if you didn't oh. hear that. No, but that's, that's okay. So... God is dealing with a ley line spiritually. You know, there's a real, a real influence on the, the city, on the state, on the country. So God is, it's interesting that God brings that out in the spirit to you in the dream, all right? Which then would confirm the spiritual dimension. I see the four, the four, the cube box as an eternal box because we are, we have length, uh, width, a burgeoning breadth, and we're in the fourth dimension, which is eternity as well. You know, it's like a time, time dimension. And so I see that as length, breadth, depth, and height. All right. And I see that part of that eternal realm. Four can be the eternal realm. So we're going to pray for you. But also, now I'm not saying fear as in horror. But there's kind of a, a, fear, a generational thing of fear lifting off of you, if you know what I'm saying. Because I'm seeing it in the spirit. There's fear that's holding you back. And um, you've got you to experience life. And there's something over the family, which you've got a good family, but there's a, there's a lot of fear that's holding you back and restricting you. And it's kind of like you can't break out of that. You know what I'm talking about. We need a tissue. Some of the sisters here can help us, please. Um, because I'm seeing this in the spirit, that it's actually not your parents are great but it's a Jezebel spirit that's operating, that's holding you back from being free, from being free to do your, your own personal will because at the moment you're living under somebody else's will, right? And by, you know, you, with the mindset that's been put on you and you're gonna be free from that because God's actually, he's gonna release you, right? Into your pure destiny that he has for you, okay? Because I see that you have a great prophetic gifting over your life you're going to step into that. And I see that this is an invitation. Just for the record, this is an invitation. I'm not saying she's a prophet now. But it's an invitation for her to step into the office. I see that you have a calling to step into the office. And you're very creative as well. I'm seeing um, there's an anointing over you to, to document visions as well. All right, Because I see that you have the ability, a gift to put down visions. To, to, to sort of illustrate them. I'm seeing that, the anointing of you coming upon you to do that, right? Because God's showing you and you're going to have visions of heaven, all right? And God's giving you the ability. When you have the visions of heaven, also the Lord's going to speak to you with things that like Paul received, in, inexpressible things that he was, he was not permitted to say. But he did eventually, I believe, as part of the, the New Testament that he wrote. But I believe God's going to speak to you and he's going to reveal such deep revelation to you. But this is all in time in the future. You just need to break away. And I see you getting wings and flying away. I see you actually released from the cage. All right. Does that make sense? Um, also, um, I want to pray for something in the past as well. I'm seeing uh, uh, the anxiety uh, as, as, as been on you that's it's affected your digestive system right this caused you grief and there's a spirit who, who had assignment and please don't take this the wrong way we're going to remove this it's an assignment to kill you because it's trying to show you that you're ugly but you're not all right it's a spirit that's tormenting the way you trying to show you that 
Uh, the way you look is wrong and it's actually in the enemy. It's a lying spirit. It's a self-hate spirit and we're going to break that off. All right, Because you're, you're completely in the eyes of God. You're created perfectly and he wants to release you. But that spirit came upon you around about eight years old and it's, a, it's been around you since eight years old and it's caused anxiety and it's that fear through the, through the family. The family has nothing to do with putting this on you. It's the enemy through stirring up fear that's trying to put a spirit that's affected your eating. All right? So we're going to pray that your, your, all your body is coming in the line, right? And the digestive system is coming in divine order as well so that no longer you can have this, that you're going to be healed completely. Amen? Does that make sense? Have we met before? Do you believe that's the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to pray for our sister. I want you to reach your hands out to her. Also, um, do you have anything, Adrian? Because what I get to is um, God is calling you. As you break out, I'm seeing you having wings and flying away. I saw that vision breaking out of a cage that's been sort of bent and ripped apart. Jesus broke the cage. And you're flying you're actually going into the spirit and going deep in the spirit because a religious spirit is breaking off your family. It's a real religious kind of thing where some teaching has been like an oppressive spirit has been, been put on the minds, but they're saved, but there's a press, impressive religious spirit kind of like a cult is coming off them and off the, off, off the family. And that religious cult is going to have no control over you anymore. Okay, but the Lord showed me that as you become intimate with Him, you're going to be free with, free with your authority, and free for you to be able to have the confidence and not being nervous to speak out, because the enemies try to gag you as well, and you're afraid to speak out. And God's giving you the ability to prophesy and speak out, because I see you like a roaring lion, lioness. I see that, and God's giving you that ability. But also, once you become intimate with Him and become more deep, intimate with the sanctified Lover, who is Jesus. Then also he's going to provide a man of God for you as well. Are you married? Okay, just thought to double check that. I'm just going by what I see. For me, it's like when the prophetic is like walking the plank. You just got to say it and just move on because God does the rest. You know what I mean? Adrian, do you want to just release something over? Because I see a teaching gift over it. So according to the, the dream, the visions that Adam's got, and therefore the prophetic word that's been released over her, Father, we just confirm that now for our sister. We thank you for the release. We thank you for the prophetic gift. We thank you for whatever Adelaide may mean to her and the direction it could be giving her. But Father, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for freedom. Lord, and Father, uh, as Adam's just instructed me, Father, I release that teaching gift that you've given me. Lord, the Spirit... <laughs> The spirit of understanding would be released to our sister right now, Lord, and clothe her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yeah. We thank you for that anointing. Uh, I'm seeing teaching with colors. It's like a rainbow, but you actually, it's a whole new layer of revelation, and you're documenting it down, what God has shown you. But also I saw a vision of you too before you were eight when that spirit came upon you is I saw you like in a little print, like kind of a princess type of dress. And I saw that um, it's kind of like there was, this is what I'm seeing, but I'm trying to say it in English, but it's like a, there was a, like a, there's such a bullying spirit was on you. It's like a, you're like a Cinderella. And uh, God's actually now, He's saying to you that Jesus is the true lover and he, the shoe fits you. And, and uh, he's inviting you to the bowl. But it's actually the real sanctified, true kingdom uh, banquet. And we just release that right now over her in Jesus' name. Just reach your hands out to her sister. She's getting delivered because that spirit that came upon her that tried to kill her with a digestive system is lifting off right now. And that's through anxiety. That's why she didn't eat because there's a lying spirit put, was put on her body. We break it off right now. <laughs> the power of God's all over her right now in the name of Yeshua. If we're going to have a sister help us out here, we thank you for the fire of God is burning up. 
that lying spirit and that religious cult from the past too that's op- that try to oppress the family generational spirits have broken off and I thank you Lord that she's stepping in to the prophetic mantle she's stepping in to her prophetic calling and we release it in the name of Yeshua and we thank you Lord God in Jesus name Lord she's that you're gathering the prophets and I thank you that she's fitting in like a jigsaw and there's a beautiful picture of Lord the new Jerusalem Oh, hallelujah. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. That's good. Who's next? Next? What about this this young girl here, Adam? Do you want to come up? Oh, wow. How you doing? What's your name? Juliet. That's a lovely name. Um, so I was walking into like a shower cubicle, it looked like a public one, and as soon as I stepped into it, water started, like the shower started going in my face, and it was really painful, so I stepped out of the way, and it followed me, and after about a minute, I turned around, the water had stopped, and my mum said, good job, and that was it. That's a good short dream. So what you said was that you were, you were walking into a shower cubicle, the water was coming down, it was hitting your face, but it was painful, all right? And so did you say you turned around or walked, or you just backed out of it? I tried to back out, but um, the water followed me. Okay, so the water is following you everywhere you go, a bit like the Truman Show, so... Yeah, the rain coming, following, yeah, okay. Good, good, that's awesome. And then you turned around and your mum said, good job. That's good. Yeah. So normally a shower can often be the spirit of God, but when you hear a dream like that, because there is, you, you tend to think, was that a good thing or a bad thing there, all right? And you get the sense that it's probably not a good thing, all right? It's more of a bad thing, all right, in that situation. And her mother is commending her for backing out, all right? For, for backing out of that situation. Do so you think it was from backing out? Is it a good job for that or a good job for... I don't really know. Like, it just, as soon as the, the water stopped, I turned around and she just said, good job. As if the incident, that the whole incident that happened was yeah. a good job. You do, was it? Yeah, do you like think? that, but it didn't feel like it to me. I'm not sure whether... What, I was just saying... I'm not getting it then. Well, so, what, what... Can I ask you some questions? Now, so to get context, we like to ask questions. Is that okay? Um, because, you know, sometimes you can, there may be three or four paths, you know, that you could interpret a dream in. And you're looking for a witness, all right? And so you've got to, when you talk about exploring context, not only is it the context of what's going on, and so we're asking our sister the feelings that she had or she sensed in that situation, but we're also looking for the context of the person's life because the context of the dream has got to fix the con- fit the context of the person's life. Is that okay? So... Can I ask you a question? Have you been in any situations? Now, water, I'm asking this question because water can be words. All right? Water can be the Spirit of God. And if you went in there and you were cleansed, then I would say that's the Spirit of God. But because I get this sense of she's backing away from that and it was painful on her face, it means it was painful in her heart. All right? So what I'm going to ask a question is, has she had any situations where people have used words against her and rather than being provocative and and fighting back she's backed away from that situation all right so what i want to do is find out context and so i'm going to ask who what when where how and why questions are that i need to ask so i want to know when she had this dream to get the context so when did you have this dream about a week ago and so recently within this last month within the last week or so have you had a situation where people have used words and it's been painful to you I'm at school a couple of times because I started again. A couple of kids have been like trying to get me to do stuff that's wrong and so I've tried to back away from it. Trying to get what, sorry? Back away from it. She's backed away from it. But what did they try to do to you, sorry? Or try to like steal stuff that I'm not supposed to. Okay, okay, okay. You see, see what I see here is that someone's used words, it's hit her heart, all right, and she's backed out of it. But the, the mother in this situation would be the Spirit of God's commending her for not entering into that situation, all right? 
And so what we do is, so that's my understanding of what's going on, all right? I'll be looking for Adam to witness with that. But then what are we going to do? We're not just going to leave her in that situation. We're going to pray into that situation again. And the school scene and so on, so that she strengthens, she understands the angelics around her, protecting her. And the Holy Spirit is actually, is, is commending her for not entering in. All right, so it's all positive, amen. And we're leaving a positive deposit with the person who's receiving, particularly a young person like this. All right, Adam. I had a vision, and this comes in line with what Adrian's saying. Um, but I had a vision of you, uh, like a warrior, you know, like a kind of like a superhero type of thing. But I saw you sort of resisting evil, right? But God showed me, I saw you even morph into an adult and you're standing in the arena and you're standing for righteousness in this country. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to, because you're young and I don't want to, you know, it's not, sometimes you've got to be careful with young people. You don't give specific details. It's almost like it's marginalizing things for their life. You've got to be very careful. But I saw you standing in an arena like a great, like a, I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but it's like a Wonder Woman sort of hero. And you're resisting your eyes. You're, I feel really emotional about it, actually. I saw your eyes like like against the devil. So... Wonder, just, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah. But I, it was like that. I saw... But you had a sword. Wonder Woman doesn't have a sword. She has a shield or something like that. I mean, I saw it once on the plane. I thought, cool, you know. But she had, you, this one had a sword. It wasn't Wonder Woman that's like her, but she, it was, it was a, a warrior from heaven. You're like, God's given you that warring spirit and a deliverance. You have the ability to deliver people from, it's kind of like John the Baptist came and there was a spirit of repentance. And I see that with you. You were resisting, um, you're standing for righteousness and resisting uncleansiness and wickedness and you actually prevailed and it's kind of like something in the future is going to happen like that. You're on a training ground right now, but the Lord is pleased with you. The mother represents the Holy Spirit. And the fact she said she was pleased with you, that means what Adrian's saying, that it's like, well done, you've passed the first level in the, in the um, kingdom sort of training, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Amen. Praise God. And so, Father, we just thank you that you're communicating, mm. you're encouraging, Lord, and you're strengthening Whew. and showing the lay of the land spiritually what's going on, oh. even at school. And so, we, Father, we thank you for not bowing to peer pressure. We thank you that she's standing up for what she knows is right. Oh, my goodness. And, Lord, we ask that you continue to surround her, strengthen her, let her know your angelic protection. And Father, we, we surround her with a hedge of your blood so that the enemy cannot penetrate her heart, Lord. Wow. Lord, and we, Lord, we just release her to the destiny that you have for her. Wow, I see also, I'm just seeing a spirit that you're a great negotiator. <laughs> she, um, she's got a way, like as her, uh, with your age, the the vernacular that you have, the wording is quite advanced, and the negotiation you have there, you're, you're very. There's a. I get that, like a, you're a diplomat, and I just see that God's actually releasing you in that avenue. But I can't give you too much details. It all you're going to see it unveil as time goes on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless you. Um, what time are we at? 2.30, Chinese dentist, <laughs> Tooth, <two> hurdy, <laughs> no, sorry, uh, that's my uncle, my, my grand-grandfather used to say that, so, sorry, no. but me, I'm, I'm not racist or anything, I love the Chinese, you know, um, okay, we're going to continue on, we'll go for another half an hour, we'll see what the Lord does, I'm, Let's just, just wait for a moment. We're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to move just for a moment because I don't want to... Sometimes you can snap out of it and I don't want to do anything in the soulish realm. Oh.
Lord Jesus, release your glory here. Thank you for your anointing. cascade of the angelic realm that's why I had to just wait for a moment because there's paratroopers jump dropping in this room and there's the delivering angel the same type of angel that set Peter free from the hands of Herod and what the Jewish people intend to do to him in Acts 12 that delivering angels same type of angel is manifesting right now, releasing the delivering power of Yeshua. Someone's going to de dedicate their life to Christ too here. There's a few dedications that's going to take place tonight. I want you to come back tonight. I'm, I know I could do it now, but just I'm just going to go where the Spirit leads. But the Lord's showing there's some people here that need to really make a full decision tonight to go all the way with Christ. Because you're sitting on the fence. And look, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but God wants us. He wants all of you because He... He wants all of the kingdom to go through you. There's chronic fatigue on this side. There's an angel standing towards middle area, towards the back. There's some ladies got chronic fatigue. It's like a heaviness. It's like a. Can you stand up? One of the ladies who has a, like a. There's an affection, like kind of like in the blood that's causing a fatigue in the blood, and it's causing a heaviness. Is that you, Monica? Can you stand up? There's also. I'm seeing an angel two seats behind you, Monica. It might be to do with you. But there's a lady around the back there too. If there's anyone who has a fatigue heaviness. And don't come up to me afterwards because I'm not going to pray for you afterwards because God's healing your body. That heaviness is lifting off. And if it's you, Monica, that's great. But I just see two seats behind you. There's an angel. And um, we just put your hands out, Monica. And I'm just giving the opportunity. If, you, if you're in that area, vicinity in the back area, stand up. God's healing you today. You're gonna, it's going to be a sudden, a sudden change. So, Lord, we just thank you for Monica. We thank you for the presence of God right now. We decree the power of the blood of Jesus. And we decree that the blood is coming in the divine order. You, we thank you, Father, for chronic fatigue is lifting off her body. And we thank you that the blood is restored and her body is completely come into the divine order. In Jesus' name. Also, there's low blood pressure, too, around this side low blood pressure please stand up god's healing with low healing the, the bringing the low blood pressure in the divine order uh, father we thank you that monica is completely sealed in the name of yeshua and we decree this right now your healing power and your promises are yes and amen Whew. i know that i know when i get something but this low blood pressure god wants to heal if, if you can stand up, um, God's going to bring healing over the blood pressure in Jesus' name. Going, going, gone. Okay, now we're going to do another dream. Whew. I've got lights blaring in my eyes. Um, what do you want to do? What about this lady here? Okay. Okay, so I was actually awake and my, hus my husband and I were coming back from Bunnings driving down um, Longley Lane and it was a bright sunny day and then all of a sudden 
it was dark and the road was a narrow country road with heavily treed on both sides and the rain was just pouring before that had been sunny but all of a sudden it was just pouring rain and the headlights were on and all we could see all I could see was the rain falling where the headlights were and when I looked out the window it was dark looking out the windows was dark but looking ahead all I could see was the rain falling in the light that shone from the headlights okay so what you said was it, it was a vision that you had as you were coming away from Bunnings. So it wasn't you were asleep, you were actually awake. In, and in the natural, you'd actually been to Bunnings with your husband and suddenly you went into a vision and instead of being daylight, it was dark. Instead of being on a main road, now it was a country lane, as it were, with trees either side. You looked to the left and the right, you couldn't see anything into the darkness, but what you could see was the lights of the... So obviously you're not in your bike, you're on a, in a car because you're looking through windows, all right? And you actually see, you can only see where the, where the light is and where the rain's falling through that. So, so what I want to find out in this dream is, so I'm trying to get context, I want to find out... I get the sense that it's negative, you know, but, but how did you feel about the rain, because rain can be healthy and rain can be destructive. You know what I'm Put saying? Another cat. Oh, oh. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I, it, it just was intriguing. It was just, it was beautiful. So I, rain was okay. Yes, it wasn't. I wasn't frightened at all. Okay, you weren't. Um, uh, you weren't frightened, but but you couldn't see to the left or the right. And there's, there's, there's yeah. can you tell me when you had this dream or this this vision encounter? Well, it was a few weeks ago, but then last night it just kept coming back in my dream during the night over and over. Can you just relay it again? Sorry. Sorry. All right. So what our sister said was that she'd been to Bunnings with her husband, John, and they were driving back out of Bunnings on their way home, on their route home, on their route on the way home. And suddenly she went into a vision as they're driving the car. And the, 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 instead of being daylight, it was night. And she couldn't see out of the windows to the left or the right, but what she could see was only what was illuminated by the light in front of the car. All right, and she could see only see the rain there, there, and the, and there were trees like an avenue of trees. Okay. Forest. Okay, that's good. All right. So, what we want to do is find out contextually what the what you've been going through or what you're facing in this situation because. What I see there is you, you, um, God's guiding you through a, a tough patch, all right? And he's just saying, keep your eye where the light shines, as, as it were. And I think you're, you're going through an experience, and I don't, I don't necessarily see the rain as a positive thing. I see it as, you know, perhaps there's an influx of spiritual words or things taking place, all right? But God's showing you and lighting the path for you through, through this I'd say dark time, you know what I'm saying? But I think that God's got your, got your hand. He just says, keep watch, following the light. Follow the word, you know, your word is a light unto my path, a lamp, all right? And so I think that God's got you, got you in this situation. He's not going to deliver you out of the situation, but he's going to guide you and be with you through that situation. That's what I see. Adam? Okay, so you're leaving Bunnings. Okay. As that's in the natural, right? Um, and then you just went into this vision while you're driving while drums driving okay okay alright because trees can represent people we are talking about that last night trees of righteousness Isaiah 61 as mentioned trees can be the people of righteousness it can be also revival when there's a forest of trees it can be salvation and revival and a move of God um, it sounds like you've coming out of hard times and because you've been through so much but you're coming into a place which see Jesus said in John 12 no John 11 uh, he said that um, I think it's John 11 he said that um, uh, my, my my work is limited because the night time's coming alright so God's showing you there's something to do with you know, with not not with you guys, but there is an end time type of a revival coming, and God's actually making you guys a part of it. But there's been a lot of distractions and a lot of hardship, and a lot of the the, the enemies even throwing the kitchen sink at you, 
But what's happened is that God's calling you now not to be distracted by that, right? Because there's a, there's a, the rain represents the outpouring, right? But sometimes you've got to, you know, uh, with these type of moves of God, you actually not wait for it, you step into it. And I believe that now God's calling you into a place where you're going to be more focused and not let the distractions um, uh, trip you up or slow you down. I see you going into a, a move of God and a revival. You're actually going to see uh, an end time revival that's actually going to be like one of the last right ladder. It's like the ladder rain, but it's going to be the ladder rain again. I'm seeing that coming to you and you also your family. Um, also, God's going to, um, does that make sense so far? God's going to lift grief off as well. Because um, God, God is actually using you guys as a signs to be as a pillars and strength for those who've lost their loved ones. All right? So you guys are strength, you're pillars, and you have a ministry too to really to bring life back to those who have been dead those who have lost like even some people have taken their own lives right it's like you've you the, the grief that's in that you have the ability to bring life and revival back to these people and even give them even bring such an anointing where the joy of the spirit comes back you have an anointing of joy that's going to hit people and I see that you're actually going to be moving in, in you, you are this is a pretty big word, but don't, I mean, you've got to be careful to govern this, but I do see you catalysts of bringing revival in certain dark areas. I really see that. And um, addiction's breaking off. Um, it's breaking off the point where there's going to be such joy and people are going to be addicted to the Holy Ghost. It's, it's, it's actually, yeah, I really see that. So strong. And those who, who are suffering, like losing, I don't know what it's like, I don't know what it's like to lose a child. I, I mean, I would never, I, I can't imagine that. But the people who have lost their children are actually going to be just full of joy and just completely ecstatic with God and just, you know. And God's giving you that gift because, and I do hear, this is, I, I don't say this, you can check with Adrian. I think I might have said it once when I heard it in the spirit, but I hear the Lord saying, well done, good and faithful. Okay. So, so Adrian, I just think it's time for both of you. I mean, we need a catcher with a catcher and a catcher. Remember in North Carolina when there was all these catchers kept going down? It's like dominoes. Yeah, and then we kept getting the, we kept going catchers, but then it was like a school pile on, you know, all these people on the floor piled up on each other. Because the anointing, they just kept falling over the catches. <laughs> we ran out of them. <laughs> so, Father, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you according to the dream and the interpretation of the dream. Father, Lord. I thank you that though they travel through darkness and though they may be surrounded and they've come out of a, a place where people are in the dark, Father, I thank you that your light is guiding them and those that would come and follow them out of the darkness mm. into the light. Oh, I get double portion of everything we have. Wow. Oh. The ability to interpret dreams, seeing in the spirit, oh, yes. setting the captives free, going shutting doors of the past, the doors that, that, allowed, that allows demons to come in through fear. All those things are breaking off, breaking off. You see and you shut doors and it's like a, it's, 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 you're doing such a great work in that area. People getting set free. We just release the prophetic mantle that we have. Everything we have, Father. We pray Ooh. for impartation to our yeah. brother and sister. Yeah. Our brother and sister. Yeah. Our guess. brother and sister. Double portion in the name of Yeshua. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to put some, going to put some frankincense on their heads. Just going to anoint them. Got to be careful. I've got peppermint in here as well. That won't help. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We just release it right now. Frankincense. We just release double portion. We anoint them, their heads right now. This is pure frankincense. You might notice I drink it. Because I do. Because it helps your senses, spiritual senses as well. We decree this right now. It's so strong, this sense. 
Father, we just thank you for the Frank. We thank you for Frank. He's a good guy. And we release the anointing, Lord Jesus, your glory over this couple right now as a prophetic revival ministry in Jesus' name. I haven't said this before, but Frank incense would be the sword of the spirit. Because Frank means French, it comes from France, which means uh, spear, all right, or spearman. And so, uh, and incense, of course, is the spirit of God. And so it would mean, sorry, you're all. <laughs> Frank incense normally represents the spirit of God, all right. Jesus was given gold the glory frankincense the spirit of God and myrrh which when it's harvested is taken from a tree the bark is carved and blood flows from that bark all right as a marker from that was a bookend for the beginning of his life and it also was reversed as an inversion in the taking up of his life he was of course scarred and his blood shed he gave up his spirit and entered back into the gold or the glory and so God bookended his life with both gold frankincense and see myrrh. I dropped this on my tongue we do this this is actually pure, the most pure frankincense you can buy. It's uh, from Young Living, and um, but but it does like it's like when you drop it on your tongue. It's like all automatically going instant into a 40-day fast. It means like your your sensitive your senses are so alert. It helps you to identify what the Holy Spirit's saying to you than what your emotions are saying to you. So that's what happens when you pray in the Spirit and you listen to the Word. The Word divides soul and spirit in Hebrews. You're praying in the Spirit all the time, and you're listening to the Word, it, gives you, it helps you to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's saying to you and what the, your soul is telling you, your emotions. So that, that some people think they're prophesying, but they're prophesying out of their emotions. So this is the Word that God is, I feel, to release too today. But this actually just enhances it. I'm not saying, you know, you need to get this. I'm not trying to, I don't have shares in this company or anything like that. Or, you know, be somebody. You know, I'm not, it is actually a, um, it is just, it does help, I'm just saying, and that's just to qualify from what Adrian's saying. I think we'll call, have a break and we'll, we'll, we're going to come back tonight. What time do we start tonight? Seven o'clock Seven tonight. Seven o'clock. You guys all right? Yeah. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> we're going to have a great night too, amen? Are you ready? Yeah. We'll just keep going, all right? But we just need to just have a bit of a rest and charge the batteries for tonight. So bring your friends, uh, you know, please come tonight because there's going to be a corporate impartation tonight. Uh, we, we, there might be some people we might lay hands on, but that's a good word. You guys really, I got that as a double portion. And we've actually had words, pr prophetic words over people like that. And we have some people who have started up you know, ministries, getting people set free, uh, God's using him mightily, you know, and it's real, okay? Even um, Ben Fitzgerald's parents. There's more than one, actually. There's Ben Fitzgerald's parents who do uh, Christ alignment, yeah. and they go to the psychic fairs, but there's also a guy called Rob Holland yeah. who does psychic fairs, and there's also a crew in uh, Colorado that now do dream interpretation and teaching dream interpretation to young people. Yeah. So they've, they've caught... What, we've, what we carry, and now they run with it. It's which absolutely fantastic, and we just believe we've been part of the same thing. Amen. Amen. We have such a big core group there now. We do have a, a base in Colorado. So, um, But be blessed, guys. We, we, we're not done. There's more to come. Amen. So I'll see you tonight.